Hello, friends. This is Scott Pauley, and I'm thrilled you've joined us for the Weekend Pulpit. From time to time, it's my privilege to share a Bible message that God has used to affect my life in a unique way. And today's message from God's Word is from a guest preacher and someone that is very special to me. I hope you'll get your Bible and follow along as we listen for the Lord to speak to our hearts. Bibles out, please, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. And I want you to pray as I give the message for this evening. I want to talk to your hearts, uh, men and women, boys and girls, preachers, laymen, all people here, that everyone might say, Yes, Lord, I need this. Look at the verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is the sin of the strength is the sin of the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know as your labor not in vain in the Lord. That's a beautiful portion. I, I, a little word up there in verse, uh, verse 50, uh, 57. That word victory, victory. Ah, my. Thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not defeated, not giving up, but victorious people. Living for God, serving God, rejoicing in the Lord, and praising God. Now, Second Timothy. Uh, Paul wrote that to young Timothy. And throughout this book he had uh, admonished him in great things. Things that are written here that I read to you just now. But he was saying this, uh, Timothy, keep on going, keep on going. Don't stop, don't give in. Don't, don't compromise. Just keep on going. Don't shift around. Don't seek to please the people. But do what God says and keep it on your life. Now that to me is the thing we must have in our lives. Our great desire should be to please God and serve Him. Not to please others. Not to gain money and, uh, and prominence. But to please God and live for Him and follow Him every day of our lives. That should be the aim of every one of us. For young men, young preachers starting out, for the old men, like myself, pleasing God, doing the thing that would please Him, and saying the thing that would glorify Him, not self, not looking for some position, not looking for gain, but saying, Lord, I'm doing it for you. Now, I want you to think about, that's what Paul was saying. He was saying, don't be afraid, don't shift around, don't jump around, keep on going. Just keep on going, and be thanks, uh, thanks unto God, and uh, keep on being steadfast and unmovable. Just keep on pushing forward. Never stop, never give in. Just keep on going for the glory of God. Number one, be steadfast about the Word of God. Be steadfast about the Word of God. All Scripture gave me inspiration of God is a prophet over doctor or so on the universe in the second Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture. Now the word of God is saying, be tough about this. Stand your stand your ground. Don't don't give in. Be determined. Be uh, steadfast in the thing that you believe about the word of God. This is God's holy, inspired, infallible word given unto us, and we've got to stand for the book. And you better be tough about it. Because people are persuading everywhere. People are turn aside, try something else, you know. No, no, no. You stay with the, stay with the Word of God. Stay with the Bible. Don't make any compromise of position, but say, this is the Word of God. And we believe we follow the Word of God. Now, liberalism is everywhere. In schools, in pubs, in Sunday school meetings, in uh, revivals, in big, uh, uh, certainly even among the fundamentals. Sometimes in Greek, in liberalism about the Word of God. You may be ridiculed for your stand, but keep on standing. 
make, make no difference. This, this is God's Word, God's holy Word. I'm standing for it. I'm preaching it, teaching it. I'll not change one single particle. I'm standing by the book, by the Word of God. Now, uh, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to declare your faith in God. Let me admonish you to spend much time with the Word of God and uh, read and study and pray and preach and use the Word of God. Use God's Word. Uh, live by the Word of God day by day. Read all of it. Read every bit of it. And say, oh God, guide me and show me. Be steadfast. Be steadfast in the Word of God. Now that's my first thought to you. My first thought, be tough, be steadfast, be determined about the Word of God. This is God's holy, infallible Word given to us. And we live it, we believe it, we follow it, we preach it, we, uh, we teach it, we give it out to our people. And that's good. Number two, be steadfast, be firm about the way of, the way of salvation. Be firm, be steadfast about the way of salvation. Who has, Paul, uh, Paul said, who has saved us and called us. Who has saved us and called us. And uh, Paul said, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not a word says it, lest any man should boast. And we're reading on the Word of God. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible has the one way of salvation. The one way is salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Not baptism, not church membership, not good works, but the faith in the Son of God. Now, man is a thousand ways that they devise. Denominations are everywhere of every kind imaginable. Denominations. But you stand by the Holy Word of God. And this is Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. One way, one way, only one way. Denominations may change, people may shift around, but the Bible stays the same. Salvation by grace, not by works, not by baptism, not by membership, not by morality, but in, entirely and wholly by faith in Jesus Christ. What must I do to say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And the Word of God. Be steadfast in salvation and hold of it and say, This is it. And I'm going to hold of this great theme of salvation and give the message of, of God to people everywhere. Christ is the only Savior. Only by faith in Him, the men saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house and hold to it. Keep on preaching and teaching it every day. Now be stubborn about it. Be tough and say, This is it. This is all. You can't make anything else out of it. You can't compromise in the slightest way. It has to be holy and completely Christ, the only Savior. And you hold to that with determination. But again, be stubborn, be steadfast, and be tough about the Christian life. About how to live, how we should live. And the Word of God points out in many, many places exactly how we live these lives of ours and how we're to live and honor God. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus. And the things that thou heard of me among many witnesses, the same faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now be stubborn, be tough about the Christian life. Just one way to live, that live according to the Word of God. Just one way. No compromise for Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian for anyone, but simply the Word of God and say we're holding to the Word. The devil is a great deceiver. He'll tell you that you need to be tolerant and easygoing and pleasant to have friends on every side. But that's not the way. You stand for the Word of God and say this is it. And be tough and steadfast in, in the Christian living and living for Christ every hour, every day. And that means separation from the world. 
That means so living every day that people see Christ in you. Now, Paul had trouble with people. Why, sure he did. And read it your friend, 2 Timothy 1.15, uh, jealous and hermogenes. He had trouble with them. And 2 Timothy 2.17, uh, Amenius and Philetus. And over in 2 Timothy 4.10, a man named Demas. Huh? And in 2 Timothy 4.14, Alexander. And on and on. Now, there were always people causing trouble. But you stand fast and be tough about the Christian life living for Christ. And be determined to be separated from the world and live a purified life according to the Word of God and live as God wants you to live. But Paul had some had some good friends along his side. He had Luke and Mark and Priscilla and Aquila and many other, and Timothy, of course. But you live for Christ. The battle is raging today. That challenges all of us. And live the separated life. Uh, hate the things of the world and the things of the sin and Satan. Hate them and turn from them. And for the fullness of the Holy Spirit, say, Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He dwells me, I'm saved. I'm, I'm in with the Spirit of God. Now I want Him to fill me and possess me and control my life and make me to be what He wants me to be. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Be dead to self. Be dead to self. Be filled with the Spirit. Get self all the way. And say, Lord, I want You to fill me. Now, for power and witnessing, we must have the Holy Spirit's power. And we witness, give our testimony for Christ. But most Christians fail in this, in this part. They fail to give that testimony with, with firmness and, and with Holy Spirit power. They failed in that. And God wants you to have the fullness of the Spirit of God. And be separated from the world. And say, oh God, I want to be my best. I was in Chattanooga in 19, uh, 19, 1942. And uh, a little handful of people in the church, of course, not very many. And no one getting saved. No one at all. And uh, uh, nothing happening. But God began to do a new work. And I look back over the years now, and I'm amazed at what God did from the very beginning. And the things happened. 61,000 more people were baptized in during my ministry. And from one missionary we supported when I got there, to 565 missionaries around the world in full time that we supported. And from uh, uh, one acre of land where we had the church at one time when I got there, we had 55 acres right in the city, around the church, everywhere, doing the work of God. And on and go. And the auditorium from the little auditorium seeing about 400 people to the big auditorium seeing about 7,500. And God blessed in mighty way. Now, I'm saying that you be stubborn, be tough. And say, Lord, I want things to be done. I'm going to live for Christ. I want to pray and believe God. I'm going to rest upon the promises of God. I want to see things happen in my life. I want to win people to Christ. I want to influence other men and people to walk after God. I want to do my best in every way I can. I want to be my best for Christ. I want to be stubborn and be tough about it and determined to do what God said. Then, number four, be stubborn, be tough, and determined to be steadfast about God's greatest work. What is God's greatest work? And ye should be witnesses unto me. That's the greatest work. And Paul's great concern, given in Romans chapter 9, 1, 2, and 3, as as he witnessed and talked to people and about their great need of following the Lord and doing His will. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience souls are bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. But I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ, my brethren, uh, for my kinsman according to the flesh and on only go get revealing the great burden of his heart in, in Romans chapter 9 and God speaking through this man and telling us what we can be and what we ought to be now be stubborn be tough be determined to be steadfast in the work of God and say oh God I want to be a witness for you I want to win a soul I want to be a faithful witness telling the story of Jesus to people everywhere and Satan will fight you and Satan will discourage you and sometimes discouragement will come from good people who are not thinking 
And they do not put the price upon winning the soul like we give it from the Word of God and believe it's the Word of God. But you pray and say, Lord, I'll do my best. And then pray unceasingly for others. Unceasingly for others. Let God use your life and your prayer life. And you pray that God will bless and touch others and bring them to the Savior. I remember so well when I first met Dr. John Rice, editor of the Soul of the Lord for so many years. Many of you knew him. But a big, he became a great friend of mine and joined our church for a number of years. He belonged to Hollow Park and uh, wasn't there very much. He was travel, on the road traveling, but uh, he was a member of the church. But I knew him. But a man of prayer, I, I would pray with him. I would pray with him. Uh, back in the hotel rooms when we'd have prayer together before, before meeting. And I've never heard a man call so many people by name. I mean hundreds of them. And call them a name one after the other. And pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. And, and that was uh, week after week. I'd see every time the same way. It wasn't a matter of routine, uh, just repeating name. No, he was praying for people by name. And calling them on God to save them. And uh, the memory of, of his prayer life. And uh, I asked him one time, uh, just where I got in on this. And he had my name listed down with others. And he said, I pray for you every day. That strengthened my life to believe that someone praying for me every day and calling upon God to help me. And uh, I saw a great need for it. I met a man some years ago in the educational field, Dr. Ernest Wadsworth. He wouldn't know much in the Christian field, but he was a Christian man, but in the educational field, it worked. And uh, I never said a thing. I had a meeting uh, in a meeting with him, and uh, then I wrote him a few letters and so on. And one time I asked him to pray for me. And this great man, he said, excuse me, just a moment. He took a book on his desk and been turning pages. And he came to 473. That was my name. He said, I pray for you every day. 473. I said, what about? He said, I pray for all of them. I spent hours in prayer. Hours in prayer. Talking to God about people. And asking God to help people. And he said, you're on the list there. Now pray for people unceasingly. Then live uncompromisingly. Live in such a way that uh, no one can question your life. Live so that others can see Christ in you at every time, at every moment. Then, witness unceasingly. Ye should be witnesses unto me. Tell the story of Jesus. I, I read a story that a speck of radium, a speck of radium too small to be seen with the naked eye, has power to ring a bell for 30,000 years. I, I read it from a, 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 a medical magazine. A speck of radium too small to be seen the naked eye having power to ring a bell for 30,000 years. But my friend, I'm calling on to do something better than that. If you win a man to Christ, that rings bell forever and ever. They never stop. They never stop. And when you bring one man, one woman, one boy, one girl, a child, a little one, an old or anyone, that rings a bell forever in the course of heaven and forever and ever. A witness for Christ. Live uncompromisingly and witness unceasingly giving the story of Jesus to people everywhere and telling them the Christ, the loving Savior. And what a joy, what a blessing it is to be used of God. I knew a man named Nelson Blount. Nelson Blount was a multi-millionaire. And he walked down the street in Toronto, Canada. And a member of my church, Ted DeMoss, and if you know the Lord's name, this is Ted DeMoss, Stopped him on the street and witnessed to him. Made him mad. Made him angry. The big man turned on his feet and ran down the street, almost cursing Ted. Ted knows for his feet and him on the sidewalk. But before he got away, Ted reached his pocket and took out his, his car, business card, and said, if I can ever help you, call me. 
and put it, push it in his hand. The man went on his way and uh, went on down, but he couldn't get away from it. He couldn't get away from that testimony. That one man on the sidewalk in, in Canada. And he went to someone who could help him. And with the word of God, he was led to Christ. That man became a great soul winner, a great witness for the Savior. And he came down to our place, Nelson Blount. I had to speak to our students and tell how he got saved in that strange, wonderful way that I've given to you here and how God uses people. Now, let your light shine. Be stubborn, be tough, be determined, and be steadfast in God's greatest work, the winning of soul, pointing people to the Lamb of God. I was 14 years old in Louisville, Kentucky. Mother and father never went inside of a church. Never. And uh, a boy on the farm next to our, we had a little farm, about seven acres of land, and a farm next to our, a boy named Paul Martin, Came over one day and said, let's go to Sunday school. I never gone to Sunday school. Didn't know anything about it. Fourteen years of age. I knew nothing at all. Family never went. Mother and father never darkened the door of a church. And I got in the car with him. And rode up to the church. Cedar Creek Baptist. And walked through the old big old round church building. Remember the old fashioned buildings were built. Back in the back in a little classroom. About twelve or fourteen boys sat on there. All about my age. I was fourteen. And uh, they all sat there. And a lady walked in, a lady teacher. Ordinarily, you don't see it that way. But she's taking the class. That I want to teach the boys. I want to tell them about Christ. And she did. And for the first time in my life, I heard the gospel. The first time from the lips of a little lady Sunday school teacher in a class of boys. The first time I ever heard it. I listened once, but I came back the next Sunday. She did the same again. Every Sunday the same way. She gave the gospel. I couldn't escape it. And one day the Lord spoke to my heart so definitely, so pointedly, that I put my faith in Christ. I said, I hear and now receive him as my Savior. And I made up my mind I go to church. I hadn't gone to church, I'd gone to Sunday in the back room. I went in the Sunday, a big audience, a big round church auditorium, sat on one side. And the preacher preached, J.N. Benford, I was 14 years old. And Brother Benford preached a sermon. Good or bad, I wouldn't know anything about a sermon, but he preached. And I got up walking down the front. I said, sir, I've accepted Christ as my Savior. My Sunday school teacher told me about Him, and I've accepted Him as my Savior. And he stood there talking to me. I can see Him now, a dear man of God, bending over me, a boy of 14, and holding my hand. And he said, thank God, I'm glad you're saved. I'm glad you're, you're born again. I'm glad you're ready to face life knowing that Christ is with you. And I stood there. And while he stood there holding my hand and talking to me, down the side of that old church building came a couple. My mother and father... They had never been to church before, to my knowledge. They came that Sunday morning. They wanted to see what I was doing. I'd been going. They came. They sat there. They heard. They heard the gospel. They came forward. And when he finished talking to me, he turned to my mother and father and led both of them to the Lord. We were baptized at the same baptistry on the next Sunday. My father first, my mother, then myself. But wait a minute. I'm giving all of that to show the great power of witnessing. The great power of giving this, the gospel of the Lord Jesus to people everywhere. Preach it, teach it, and, and practice it. And just give the gospel out and tell people of the loving Son of God and God will bless. Be stubborn, be tough. Be, be faithful in witnessing. Do it in spite of what people say. Do it in spite of what people may do to you. But simply go ahead and do the job that God's given you. Then the final word. Be stubborn, be tough, be steadfast, be determined. About your vision of future work. Be stubborn, be, be determined 
First of all, get a vision of what God wants you to do. Get a vision. Say, oh God, give me a vision. I, I want to know what I should do with my life. How can I use my life in the best way possible? I want God to be glorified. I want sinner to be saved. And I want to give my life to Him. And, and again, don't be impatient. It takes time. Be consistent. Pray and wait on God. And let God deal with your heart. And some of you may be running from God, but you keep on praying. And God can get hold of them. God can change things overnight. And thirdly, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't turn away. Without a vision, people perish. Get a vision. And see, people don't lose the vision, but keep on pressing the, the message of Christ. God has room for your life in His circle. Let God use your life. Let God bless you and direct you and make you be what He wants to be. Know His will for your life. Know the will of God. Oh, God, I want to know your will. I want to be in the center of the will of God. I've got just one life. I don't want to waste it. I want to spend every bit of it for the glory of God to the last of days. Now, many people discover that too late. They waste time. But tonight, begin tonight, and we say, Oh, God, from this hour on, I'm going to pray that God will use me and use my life to bring people to the loving Savior. I want to get into the center of the will of God and let God know your life and your heart. Let God direct your life. Let God lead you. Be sure of your own salvation. Know Him as Savior. Then give the message as you're commanded by the Word of God. Give it out that people might hear and people might be saved and brought to Christ. Now, where do you want to be in your life? i tell you where I, want, where I want to be and where you want to be. I want to be in the center of His will. I want to be right in the center of the holy will of God. I just got one life. You've got one life. Long or short, just one life. I want to be right in the center of His will. Say, oh God, I want to live for you. I want to serve you. I want to do the best for you. And uh, to achieve that, I need to be stubborn. The world's going to keep on calling, you know. I'm going to be tough and say, no, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to follow the world. I'm not going to follow man. I'm going to be determined to say, oh God, I want to follow you. I want to be steadfast and do the thing that God has called upon me to do. And so the Word of God said, be steadfast. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the Word of the Lord, for as much as you know as your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast and be determined and hold fast to the thing and say, oh God, this is what I shall do for the glory of God for all of my days. Let God have His way. Be tough. Be stubborn about it. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to walk with Him. I'm going to witness for Him. I want to work for Him. I want to give for Him. I'm putting God first in my life. Nothing going to change me. My family, my business, my home, my community. I want to do what God says. I want to follow Him. Be you steadfast, the Lord says to all of us. The call of God for our lives. Let's not prayer. There's nothing like the preaching of God's Word to bring comfort and conviction at the same time. I wonder, what will you do with what you've heard today? We would love to hear from you and pray with you. You may contact us at enjoyingthejourney.org. That's enjoyingthejourney.org. I hope you'll be faithful to attend a Bible preaching church wherever you are this Lord's Day. And then join us as we continue our devotional study of the Word of God on Enjoying the Journey in the New Week. May God bless you, and thank you for listening. Thank you.